Good morning, K-Chapel. Did we enter into his gates with thanksgiving this morning? Are we entering into his gates with praises this morning? If you're online with us, we're asking you right now to just lift your hands to Jesus. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, now, I know you can do better than that. Did he give you a voice this morning? because we were so good it was because of your mercy and Lord you woke us up this morning you didn't make our bed our cooling board oh you let us put our feet on the floor Lord and then we made it here to your building again and those that are all over the world worshiping you this morning we just want to say thank you Jesus thank you Lord for giving us the mind and the understanding that we are not to leave our homes for no reason, but to assemble ourselves together to give you all the praises and to give you all the glory. Now, Lord, let the Psalms soothe us this morning. If we came here with something in our hearts that we cannot get rid of, we know that the music can bring us healing. God, we're asking you to let the words of the scripture go down deep in our spirits this morning. Because we know that your word can be a root out of all the things that may be bothering us this morning. And then, God, we know that the pastor is coming with the preach word. And God, we're asking you to let us hide it inside of us. Let us leave here knowing that your word is true and that the mission we have and the purpose we have is to go out and tell a dying world that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. We thank you, God. We thank you, God, for this hour to worship. We thank you, God, for this hour to fellowship one with another. And we don't take it for granted. Now, Lord. Now, Lord. Now, Lord. We move forth in your service, giving you all the glory and all the honor. And it is in the precious name of Jesus that every saint can say amen. Amen and amen. Oh, thank you, Lord. I feel like praising his name. Anybody feel like praising him? I feel like praising him. Anybody feel like praising him? I feel like praising his name. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together in there. Look. I feel like praising, praising him. Oh. Praise him, praise him, yeah. Uh, praise him in the morning. Praise him in the morning. Praise 
to praise the Lord while I have a chance. Oh, I'm going to praise the Lord while I have a chance. Praise Him in the morning. Praise Him all day long. Oh, 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 I feel like praising Him. Hey, I don't know about you, but I'm going to praise the Lord while I have a chance. Father, the creator of all things, 
thank you for waking us up this morning and starting us on our way. You led us to this sacred place where we can worship, grow, connect, and serve. And for that, we say thank you, Lord. We are, will, we are living in some turbulent times, Lord, but you are worthy to be praised at all times. Glory to your name. Lord, the enemy is busy in our city, state, and nation. You said in your word, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and, and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, then I will hear from them and will forgive their sin and heal their land. We need you, Lord, and we can't make it without you. We are so unworthy, but thank you for your grace and your mercy. Father, cleanse our minds and hearts so we may be able to fully receive and understand the preached word. Help us to serve you in all we do, not just today, but every day. Thank you for your unfailing love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning, K Chapel. You may be seated. The college and young adult division of the Sunday School is off to a great start. All college career and young adults are encouraged to attend. We meet each Sunday, 9:15, from 9:15 to 10:30, upstairs across from the baptismal booth. Brother Morris Dixon and Sister Erica Webster, will you please stand if you're here? Sister Webster's back there. All right, amen. You can see either of these individuals for more information if needed. Thank y'all. Now, save the date for symphony in the community here at Cade Chapel on, on Sunday, October 29th at 3 p.m. Join for a chance to find out not just about music, but more about each other. The fall concert wraps up classical, folk, soul, and hip-hop music as well as poetry and a rousing finale that, that knits together gospel inspiration and musical theater delight. Did y'all get there? Okay, just, you, you're too quiet, that's all. You're too quiet. All right, we have one candidate, uh, Brother Will Willie Simmons, are you here? All right, we'll move on. We are gonna have emphasis from the program committee uh, on Clergy Appreciation Month. Yay. Good morning. Come on, we can do better than that. Good morning. All right, God is good. I didn't hear anybody. God is good. Okay, let's go. All right, we got this. All right, so October is a, well, September was a special month. Uh, it was a special month for me. That was my birthday. I just want to say that. But, but, but I would say respectfully, we've been blessed. October is a new month. With that, we have a great opportunity here. October 
has long been re recognized worldwide as Clergy Appreciation Month. In establishing the first Christian churches, St. Paul wrote, let the elders who rolled, roll, let me see, let me go check, make my line. Okay. Okay, I can't read my own right. That's okay. That's all right. That's all right. So St. Paul had a lot to, to say about the elders. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to move on. So with that, that's all right. That's all right. You never stumble yourself in the house of the Lord. There you go. So in observance of National Clergy Appreciation Day, we are recognizing our pastor and the entire ministerial staff for their hard work, sacrifices, and exceptional service in teaching God's word. National Clergy Appreciation Month was established in 1992 and is usually observed on the second Sunday in October. The mission of this celebration is to uplift and encourage pastors and religious workers. It is also a time to honor and show them our appreciation for services rendered. We are grateful that they share their spiritual gifts and talents in unselfish service to God and his people. They nurture our spiritual well-being. Their presence is shared with us at some of our most joyous occasions. Events such as marriages, baptisms, and baby dedications are enhanced by their participation. They minister to us when our hearts are broken or are filled with pain. They are there to support us when we experience loss of loved ones, when we suffer critical illnesses, and when we simply are emotionally depleted. Our clergy members Ministry is not only beneficial to us, but to all that they share, that share God's word with, that they share God's word with. To our clergy, we want to thank each of you for sharing your time, compassion, humility, wisdom, and love with us. May God continue to cover you with his love and bless your every endeavor to further his kingdom. K Chapel Church family. Please join me. I want you to just stand up on your feet if you can. Please join me and, and, and with a hand clap of praise and thankfulness to God for these dedicated servants. Kay Chapel, honor and salute Reverend Reginald Buckley for 16 years of service. National Clergy Appreciation Month, October 8th, 2023. K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. Congratulations, Pastor Buckley. And we started with those with five years of service and more. Reverend Michael Jones for five years of service. Reverend Jones is not here today. In fact, he's in the hospital. His wife is going to accept his plaque. Lord, let me walk. Reverend J. Lewis Dunn for eight years of service. Reverend Shirley Harrington nine years of service. Reverend Irvin Harris, nine years
years of service. Reverend Stanley Wright, 13 years of service. Reverend Jerome Hawkins, 15 years of service. Reverend Marvin Powell, 20 years of service. Reverend Joe Redman is not here this morning, but he has 21 years of service. Reverend Marino Bruce is not here, but he has 14 years of service. Reverend Leroy Harrington is not here, but he has 53 years of service. We say congratulations to all of our clergy and ministry leaders. And the program committee would like to leave you with this statement. If when you give the best of your service, telling the world that the Savior has come, be not dismayed when men don't believe you, but he will understand and he will say, well done. Congratulations. Yes, he is. You know I have yes, so much is. to be thankful for. 
because of this church all the way back from 1995. Some of you already know, but thank God I'm here today, and I appreciate what you appreciate in the ministry to myself. God bless you. Well, it's tithes and offering time. This is the time where we all now get the opportunity to bless the Lord through our giving. We here at K Chapel, we fully understand that to fully worship God does include our giving, which is given primarily for three reasons here at K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. The first reason is because it shows obedience to God's word. The second reason, we show thanks for God blessing us, providing all our needs. And the third reason why we give is simply because we just want to see the kingdom of God grow through the missions and ministries that occur here, throughout our city, our state, our nation, and even around the world through K Chapel. Now, there are multiple ways in which you can give. You can give by using the traditional envelope system. You can mail it in or you can drop it off by the office. Or you also can use the K Chapel app. Now, for those of you that have joined us by live stream, you too can bless the Lord through your giving by utilizing the number that's on your stream. Now, for our visitors today, we would like to remind you that the baskets will be available for you to drop your offering off on your way out to the sanctuary. That is, of course, if you are not giving any other way that has already been mentioned. So, how much you give and whichever way you decide to give, we do encourage you to do so without grudgingly or of necessity. For our God loves a cheerful giver. God bless you. Come on, put your hands together. Anybody feel like praising him today? Come on, put your hands together. Here we go. Bible says, I will bless the Lord at all times.
Scripture comes from Matthew uh, chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, and then I go right into Romans chapter 6, verses 3 to 11, and that reads as follows. And Jesus came and he spoke unto them, saying, All power is given to me in heaven and in earth. Go ye, therefore, and teach all, all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Teach them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I will be with you always, even to the end of the earth. Amen. Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him in baptism and death. And like Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in the newness of life. For if we've been planted together in the likeness of his death, we should be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. That henceforth, we should not serve sin. For he that is dead, uh, that is free from sin. Now, if we be dead in Christ, we believe that we should also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead died no more, that death has no more dominion over him. For that he died, he died unto sin once, but that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon you also yourselves should be dead indeed into sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. These are more prayers in your holy son Jesus' name, baby. Take me to the In obedience to the great head of the church and on the profession of your faith, Kenley Cropper, I now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost.
Our Father and our God, we thank you now as we do what you told us to do. Help us and bless us now that we may teach her, that we may show her in our living as well as in your word what it means to be a Christian. And Father God, we will be ever and always grateful of what you do through us and in us and through this candidate. And we ask it all in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Amen. Let the church say amen. Let's say amen again. Whether we, whether we baptize 20 or we baptize one, there's reason for celebration. Whether we baptize 20 or we baptize one, heaven is rejoicing. And if heaven is rejoicing, look like the people of God ought to rejoice too. If heaven gets excited about one being saved, look like the church ought to celebrate too. Can I get one or two folk who don't mind celebrating salvation? Hallelujah. Glory to his name. We thank God for the one, the one who has been saved. The one who said yes to Jesus. The one who's been dipped in the blood. Good God. Y'all going to make me preach early this morning. Thank God for the one. Amen, amen. While we're in the mood of celebrating, we celebrate also one among us whom God is using in a tremendous way. It is election season, and we thank God for people who are doing historic things. Willie Simmons is doing historic things. We celebrate Brother Simmons not just because he's the first African-American to serve in this position. That's worth celebrating, yes. But he's doing a good job. That's just the bottom line. We've watched for years and for generations money go east of 55, and now we're seeing money come west of 55. And that's in large part because of Willie Simmons. So I want you to celebrate him and let's give him a couple of minutes to come and make his own case for himself. Won't you welcome our commissioner, commissioner of transportation, brother Willie Simmons. Come on, let's celebrate him real good. Brother Simmons, if you'll come to this, pool, to this mic. We thank God for you, sir. <laughs> thank you, Pastor Buckley. Giving honor to our Heavenly Fathers. You know, I, I've never been put in the middle of the message of getting ready to deliver the message and a baptism. So as a politician coming and ask you for your vote, I don't really know how to make this work, but let me do it quickly. <laughs> 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 
Let me just quickly say God is good, and I am grateful to be your transportation commissioner for the Central District. Um, traveling with me today is the city council lady, uh, Ms. Angelique Lee, and your member, Ms. Keola Williams, who works for me every day. Let me just quickly say, in 2018, I came here and threw out the Central District saying to you that I wanted to become the commissioner. And I wanted to become the commissioner because the Central District consists of 22 counties and a third of the population, one million citizens. And as Pastor Buckley indicated, when we looked at it, there was no equity. The majority, as far as blacks are concerned, in rural poor communities was in the Central District. And we looked at some numbers. And Pastor Buckley, I showed you those numbers and was very embarrassed that the state of Mississippi, the Department of Transportation, had three districts, South, Southern, Northern, and the Central. And in the Northern District, over the past 20 years, they had received about $1.3 billion. The Southern District had received about $1.4 billion. The Central District that I represent and that you're in only received about $600 million. That in itself was bad. I came to you and gave you a report card that I wanted to go after in the world of planks and promises. And there were 18 promises that I gave you. I'm so proud to report to you of the 18, 16 of those projects have either been completed or in the active mode of being completed. <laughs> the past 20 years, the Central District, most of east, west of Interstate 55, had received only six million, hundred million. During the past four years, three and a half years, I'm ready to report to you that we have done about 1,600, almost 1,700 land miles of paving highways, and of that, $450 million in cost. We have done 88 bridges at about $240 million, and we committed $250 million to capacity projects as opposed to $600 million over 20 years in three and a half years because, God, because of God's blessing in your vote in 2019, we have expended over $900 million in the Central District. <laughs> highway 27 is one of the most unsafe highways in this state. And the Department of Transportation said that but we never put any money in it. We have moved that project to put in a design together for a plan to four-lane Highway 27 to make it safe. Yes. Highway 18 was one of the baddest driving highways. We have paved it all the way from Raymond down to Kapai County Line, so when you drive it now, you're not bursting your tires and your wheels. Interstate 20, going from the stack over to Vicksburg, we have it under contract to smooth it out, and we're going to come back next year. That contract is going to cost us about $11 million. We're going to come back next year and complete it, and it'll probably be $20 million once we get through with the interchanges and making it safe. And I'm very pleased as I take my seat to say to you that Pastor Buckley and others came to us because of the trash. He liked Jackson to be clean. Pastor Buckley, 
I can report to you this morning that we have entered an agreement with the city of Jackson and Sheriff Jones and the sheriff and the uh, chief of police are going to have inmates coming from the Department of Correction picking up trash on our interstates and our state highways in Hines County. Is the sheriff we all, here? We the also sheriff, are going to... Is the sheriff here? All right. Sheriff Jones, yes. All right. Okay. All right. We also are going to give them $50,000 a year to help with that process. So I'm just grateful that on August, on November the 7th, I need you to continue to allow me to carry out the promises. And I promise you that we're going to spend the money on the west side of interstate to include here in the city of Jackson. And we're going to make sure that black businesses have an opportunity to go to the bank. Thank you and may God bless you. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody say amen. Let's say amen again. You know, some folk want your vote and they ain't doing nothing. But he's doing something. Amen. Amen. And so we thank God for Brother Willie Simmons and for the work that he continues to do. Amen. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. I believe choir is coming again for one more selection and then, oh, we have our ministry of one. Amen. Come on. God bless you. Thank you. Good morning, K Chapel. We ask that you continue to play, pray for all of our bereaved families, the Dallas, Brinston, Harper, Harrington, and Palmer families. Sister Minnie Dallas lost her brother, Mr. Travis Rogers, Jr. The funeral arrangements will be shared with you when they are made available to us. Sister Early and Grinston lost her sister, Mrs. Hazel Staffney, a private funeral will be held on Saturday, October 14th. Sister Pearl Harper lost her brother, Mr. Wilmer Harrington. The funeral for Mr. Harrington was held on yesterday, October 7th in Chicago, Illinois. Mr. Harrington is also the uncle of Reverend Shirley Harrington, Sister Ober Porter, and Brother Jerome Harrington. The funeral for Mrs. Alberta Perry Palmer, the mother of Brother Linnell Palmer, will be held on tomorrow, Monday, October 9th, at 2 o'clock p.m. at New Hope Baptist Church on Beasley Road here in Jackson. We have in the hospital or nursing home or rehab, Reverend Michael Jones, Sister Willie Bur Burse, Brother Herman Porter, Brother Joe Lowry, and Sister Wilma Jean Chaffee. We have recovering at home, Representative Alice Clark, Mrs. Rosemary Stuckey, Brother Larry Bingham, Mrs. Annie H. Alexander, Miss Jessica Lee, Reverend Leroy Harrington, Sister Bunny Scott, Mr. Melvin Scott, Brother John Sanders, Brother Kavara Collins, Brother Aaron Thompson Jr., and Brother Jerome Thompson. And those that are related to church members that are asking for prayer is Miss Adrienne Jeter, Miss Lavencia Clark, Miss Mackenzie Emil Nathan, Mr. Leonis Barner, the husband of Sister Annie Barner, Mr. Keith Fogger, the brother of Sister Rhonda Lowry, Miss Dolores Phillips and her husband, Mr. Charlie Phillips, the sister and brother-in-law of Sister Ella Martin. 
We have two cards that I want to read. The first one says, your kind and thankful expression of sympathy is deeply appreciated and great, great, greatly acknowledged. Dear Reverend Buckley and the entire Kate Chapel family, we extend our deepest thanks to you for your kindness during our greatest sadness. We appreciate it more than words can express, and it will always be remembered. Your words have comforted us, your support has strengthened us, and your continued love has sustained us. The family of Jamal and Jamal Holmes. The next card says, with thanks. This is to the deacons of K Chapel MB Church. Thank, thank you does not express my gratitude and gratefulness for all that you do for the sick and shut-in. May God bless each of you all the time. Many ways and things that you do for us. You are the best. Sincerely, Sister Catherine Kilpatrick. And as you travel during the week, as I always say, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day, thank God that you can. Let us pray. Father God, once again, we come with bowed heads and humbled hearts. We come this morning praying for those who are ill, for those who are in pain and suffering from different illnesses. We know you see their pain. You know their suffering. So we come asking for a new dose of grace this morning. You said in your word that we are granted new mercies each day. So we ask for grace, O oh Lord. Bless those who are dealing with different conditions and remind them that all they have to do is call on your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Master. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. come too far to let anything make us turn back now. We've come way too far. Even if you just started your journey or you've been on this thing a long time, we've come too far.
Matthew chapter 27, 
verse number 45. Hallelujah. It's a good day, amen. It's a good day to be in the house of prayer. It's a good day to be in the land of the living. It's a good day to see each of you, my father's children. Amen. Matthew chapter 27. I, I, I want to read early in your hearings of verses 45 through 54. I want to zero in on verses 45 and 46. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Last week, I, I wanted to hopefully issue a challenge and a charge to help us to begin thinking more maturely about the subject of suffering. I want to continue in that line of thought and preach from the subject this morning when God turned his back on himself. When God turned his back on himself. Subtitle, The Eerie Silence of God. The eerie silence of God. On, on this past Friday, gospel artist, legend for that matter, Kirk Franklin released a new project entitled Father's Day. The timing of it is kind of off in that Father's Day is in the month of June, why in October would he be releasing a project entitled Father's Day? If you have about 30 to 35 minutes sometime this week, I invite you to go to YouTube and listen to not the album, but listen to the documentary that covers the making of the album. Just about three or four weeks ago, he released this documentary that tells his own story about growing up with the absence of his father. In that documentary, he talks about how he made peace with a man who was on his deathbed, whom he thought was his father. In that same documentary, he talks about how just a few months ago he discovers who his biological father really is. And in the documentary, you see this father and this son connect 
for the first time. One of the things, James, that stood out to me was how Kirk, even as a grown man who has kids and grandkids of his own, found himself unsure, unsettled, anxious, and almost childlike when he was about to finally meet his biological father. The emotion was real for the son and for the father who were now in each other's, pres in each other's presence with full knowledge of who the other was. Because for Kirk, he had believed much of his life that his father had turned his back on him. That his father had been intentionally absent in his life. That his father had no desire to be in relationship with him. And for 52 years, his father had been absent and silent. Yes, Silence of a father can be devastating. The silence of a father can be debilitating. The silence of a father can speak volumes to a child who desperately needs to hear words of affirmation and words of consolation and words of inspiration. And if the silence of earthly fathers can be so impactful, what of the silence of God? All of us must admit that as faithful as we try to be and as faithful as we attempt to be in our prayer lives, that there have been moments, there have been situations, there may even have been some seasons when it seemed that God was silent. There have been prayers that didn't seem to go anywhere with God. There have been petitions that didn't seem to get any response from the Lord. There have been cries that it seemed like the Lord didn't hear. And if he heard them, he didn't respond to them. At least it seems that way because he let you go through what you were going through without any intervention. He let you feel the pain. He let you experience the anguish. He let you deal with the despair and grapple with the grief. And even though you love the Lord and he heard your cry and pitied every groan, if we are honest, there have been times in your life and there have been times in mine when God was silent. No need of you being super spiritual and acting like you've got a special connection with God that allows you to always get results in him hearing from you and you hearing from him. The reality is that sometimes God is silent even as we suffer. And silence wouldn't be so bad if that was just his way. If silence were his nature and his character, silence would not throw us off or confuse us or hurt us or frustrate us. But God is a vocal God. He speaks and the earth is moved. He speaks and heaven opens its windows and swings back its gates. He speaks and the wind and the waves obey his voice. He spoke and the world came into existence. He spoke and the mountains emerged from the grounds. The waters from the earth were separated. The psalmist declares in Psalm 29, the voice of the Lord is upon the waters. 
the God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. So what would make this sovereign God be so silent? Especially at the cry of his own son. Why have you forsaken me? And perhaps the more troubling set of questions would be why would God turn his back on his son and therefore upon himself? Because remember, Jesus is God incarnate. So in turning his back on his son, he is also turning his back on himself. And if God would turn his back upon himself and upon his son, can I be so sure he won't turn his back on me? God would turn his back on his son and upon himself. How can you be so sure that he won't turn his back on you? Well, let's be biblical as we deal with this because the first thing we must remember is that Jesus is not the first one to utter these words. Jesus is suffering, but he's sampling these words from the, from the psalmist David. David in Psalm 22 writes, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? Oh, my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not, and in the night season, and am not silent. Jesus is using the words of a song written by David to convey his grief. And here's the point, my, my brothers and sisters, that the feeling of being forsaken by God is familiar. Jesus felt it. David felt it. And at some point, you'll feel it. At some point, if, now, if forsaken makes you feel nervous, let me use a different word, forgotten. Maybe you won't admit to feeling forsaken, but, but perhaps you might admit to sometimes feeling or asking the Lord, Lord, have you forgotten about me? And when that moment comes... When you feel forsaken, when you feel forgotten in the midst of your suffering, there are a few things that you should keep in mind to help you manage God's silence during your suffering. Number one, remember this. God's silence is not necessarily indicative of his displeasure. God's silence is not necessarily indicative of his displeasure. Don't assume that because you're suffering and God is silent, that God is mad with you. God had taken 
occasion throughout the ministry of Jesus to confirm and convey his pleasure with his son. Matthew, Mark, and Luke bear witness that at his baptism after John dipped Jesus into the cooling waters of the Jordan River that God weighed in on that moment by announcing, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. One day Jesus takes into the mountain Peter, James, and John, and while there Jesus is transfigured before them, and they beheld the glory of the Lord. While he is transfigured before them, it got so good that Moses and Elijah joined them, and Peter declared, it is good for us to be here. Peter is coming up now with a building plan. Let's build one tabernacle for Moses and one tabernacle for you. And God interrupts all of that saying, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. And if this were not enough, Jesus signifies that he and the Father are on one accord when in John 12, Jesus prays to the Father, Lord, glorify your name. And God answers him audibly, audibly so that others hear him saying, I have glorified it and will glorify it. In other words, even as Jesus is approaching his death at Calvary, Jesus and the Father are on good terms. To the extent that when the son calls, the father answers. I need you to know this morning that God's silence is not an indicator of his displeasure. God was pleased with his son and still said nothing while his son suffered on the cross. God was pleased with his son and Jesus felt forsaken. God was pleased with his son and yet turned his back on him. Some of you have been condemning yourself to your past, thinking that God is still mad with you because of something you did 25 years ago. You've been beating yourself up and thinking that God is getting back at you. God is getting revenge on you, that God is evening the score with you. And I need you to know that if you think like that, you've got the wrong concept of God. Here is the wonderful thing about God. God is omniscient, so he knows everything, past, present, and future. He knows what you have done. He knows what you are doing. He knows what you will do as it relates to sin. But he is also omnipotent, meaning that he can do what he wants to do. And even though he's omniscient and knows everything that you have done, are doing, and will do, one of the things that God chooses to do in his omnipotence, according to eight, Hebrews 8 and 12, he says, I will be merciful towards their iniquities and I will remember their sins no more. If you think God is getting back at you, you got the wrong concept of God. God says, I will remember your sins no more. Paul, Paul writes like this in Romans 8 and 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Now refers to the fact that now that you are saved, now that you are in Christ, now that you are redeemed, now that Jesus has atoned for your sins, you are no longer condemned by your sins. That's why we can rejoice with what the psalmist writes in Psalms 103 and 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Beloved, God's silence is not his vengeance. 
because of your sin. God's silence is not his vengeance because of your sin. God's silence is not him getting back at you. God is bigger than that. That's what petty folk do. God is bigger than that. That's how we operate. God is bigger than that. Quit bringing God down to your level. God is bigger than that. As far as the east is from the west, so God separates us from our sins. Something else for you to keep in mind when you feel forsaken or forgotten by God. In your sil- in, while God is silent in your suffering. Number two, here it is. Don't equate God's silence for God's absence. He may be silent in your suffering, but don't think that because he's silent, he's silent means that he's not there. Psalmist declares in Psalm 46 and 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. God is not absent in your suffering. He's present. Psalm 34 and 18 says, the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart. In other words, he is not absent in your suffering, but God is present. Psalm 145 and 18, the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. In other words, God is not absent in your suffering, but God is near. God is close. God is present. And hear me today, in your suffering, even, 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 hear me, even if you can't see God's hand, trust God's heart. In your suffering, if you can't sense his presence, still believe in his promise. If you cannot understand his ways, just trust in his word. Deuteronomy 31 and 8, his word says, And the Lord, he it is that doth go before thee. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Fear not, neither be thou dismayed. First Samuel 12 and 22, For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it hath pleased the Lord to make you his people. Psalm 37 and 28, For the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever. Isaiah 41 and 17, When the poor and needy seek water and there is none and their tongue faileth for thirst, I the Lord will hear them. I the God of Israel will not forsake them. Even if you can't sense his presence, trust his promise. If you don't understand his ways, believe in his word. God will not forsake his people. Thirdly, and I'm done. God oftentimes gives us a sign in his silence to confirm his presence. God oftentimes gives us a sign in his silence to confirm his presence. Yes, God was silent during Jesus' suffering on the cross. He said nothing in response to the Lord's cries of agony. And it looked like 
he had forsaken or at least forgotten about his son. But God oftentimes sends a sign in his silence to confirm his presence. We know that God was there. How do you know he was there, preacher? We know he was there. Because the record is that the earth began to shake. We know he was there. How do you know he was there? Because the record is that in the middle of the day, the S-U-N turned its head from the S-O-N. And darkness came across all of the earth. We know God was there because in the middle of the day it stayed dark for three hours. God was there for the record is that the veil in the temple was torn into two pieces. God was there for Matthew says that the earth shook and the rocks split. God was there for he says that the tombs broke open and the bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. We know God was there. In the midst of all of these signs, even a Roman centurion, it is recorded, said, this surely had to be the Son of God. God may not say anything, but every now and then he'll send us a sign to let us know that what we're going through, we're not going through it by ourselves. I wish I had a witness in this house. Every now and then he'll send us a sign to confirm that although we cannot see him, that he is working it out for our good. He'll send us a sign to comfort us, a sign to console us, a sign to remind us, a sign to strengthen us, a sign to affirm us, a sign to assure us, a sign to let us know that he has not left us and he will not forsake us. Every now and then God will send us sign even in his silence so I tell you today look for the sign it may be as small it may be as simple as a silver lining on life's dark cloud but look for the sign it may be as small as an ant bearing its load in the heat of the day but look for the sign it may be as quiet as a soft rain that waters the grass and moves along undetected without any rolling thunder or blowing wind, reminding you that God sometimes does his best work in still small voices. Look for the sign. I hear somebody saying, Reverend, that sounds pretty good, but you still have not resolved the pressing question of why God would turn his back on his son and himself. I think, I think Stanley, I got it. I, I think I understand how it is that God would turn his back on his son and on himself. And I'm going to leave you with this. I think God turned his back on his son and on himself so he wouldn't have to turn his back on you. I think that God stopped his ears to the cries of Jesus so that he would hear yours. I believe that Christ felt forsaken by the Father at Calvary so that we wouldn't. 
Remember, Jesus took on our sin. He, in fact, became sin for us. And as such, the holy and righteous Father had to then turn his face from his Son because had he not turned his face from the Son, he would have had to carry our, we would have had to carry our own sins. We would have had to deal with our own transgressions. And he would not have been able He turned his back to himself because if we had to carry our own sins, he would have had to turn his back to us. So he said, I'll do what I have to do because he loved us. He loved us so much that he turned his back to his son and to himself just for you. He loved us enough that while we were yet sinners, He died for us. So when God is silent in your suffering, don't think for a moment that God doesn't love you. When God is silent in your suffering, don't wonder what you did to make God mad. Just trust him. If you can't trace him, believe his ways and his word. When you don't know or can sense his presence, lean on his promise. Lo, I'm with you always. Even to the end. I
Trust him this morning. Trust me. Only trust. Trust me. trust the Lord. I want to invite you to open your heart and open your open your spirit and then even open your mouth and confess Jesus Christ as Lord. Going through life's suffering seasons, life's difficult moments, all of that is much more possible much more manageable with Jesus on your side. Listen, you can't handle this by yourself. The things that you've gotten through, you didn't handle it by yourself. And I got news for you, there's some things that are coming. You won't be able to handle by yourself. I want to invite you to let Jesus be Lord of your life. I want you to open your heart and trust him. I want you to open your spirit and trust him. And if you've never confessed Jesus Christ as Lord, I want you to open your mouth 
and trust him with this prayer of belief. If you have yet to accept Jesus as Lord of your life, if you're here in this sanctuary or if you're watching online, pray this prayer with me. Oh God, I need you. Father, I want you to come into my life. Lord, today, by faith, I believe that Jesus is my Savior. I believe that Jesus is your Son. I believe that Jesus died on a cross for my sin. And by faith, I accept him as Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Jesus, for washing me. Thank you, Jesus, for making me a new creature in Jesus Christ. Now help me to walk like you want me to walk, to talk how you want me to talk, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now listen, while heads are still bowed, while heads are still bowed, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, I want you to know this, salvation has been given to you today. You are saved right now. And listen, here's the good news. It's the gift of God. And when God gives a gift, he never takes it back. You are saved right now. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, why don't you slip your hand up? Let me see you. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, slip your hand up. Let me see you. God bless you. I see you. I see you. Hallelujah. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. Now, I want you to do one more thing. If, if you're not too nervous and if, 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 if you believe in Jesus and because we want to celebrate salvation with you, if you will, if you will, come to the front and let us celebrate this with you. Let us celebrate salvation with you. If you don't mind, come to the, if you raised your hand, come on to the front because we want to celebrate salvation that's been given to you to you on this day. Come on. The doors of the church are open. Come right now. Come right now. Come right now. God bless you. Come on. Come on. Come on. God bless you. Come on. Come on. There were some other hands. There were some other hands. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. God bless you. Come on, come on, come on. There were some other hands. God bless you. Come on. Salvation today. Sa Somebody thank God for salvation. Somebody thank God for salvation. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Listen, if you've already accepted Christ, but you're not a member of a church home, we want to invite you to come right now. If you don't have a church home, you don't have brothers and sisters to walk out your faith life, you need a church home, a good, solid Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church. You need brothers and sisters in Christ to be with you. You come right now. The doors of the church are open. Come on. God bless you. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Come on. The doors of the church are open. Won't you trust him today? 
Won't you trust him today? Won't you trust him today? Come on. If you will only trust, if you. If you will Hallelujah. Only trust him. Trust me. Only trust, only trust. trust me. You got to trust him. Trust Come on, believe him. Believe. If you, if you. Trust. Go on and trust him. Come on, come on. Come on and trust him. Hallelujah. Do me a favor. Everybody stand to your feet. Come on, everybody stand to your feet. Trust him. Now that you're standing, all you got to do is walk. Now that you're standing, all you got to do is walk. Won't you trust him today? Oh, if you, if you, if you, if you, if you trust him, only trust, only trust, only trust him. One more time. Oh, if you, trust him, only trust. Hallelujah, trust. Trust me. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen. and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.